Amen. Aren't you thankful you can sing that in confidence? Knowing that his blood has the power to wash away every stain. Amen. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. If you'd have a need, you want to make it known to the Lord. Amen. Let's just talk to him. Father, we come to you, Lord, today. So thankful, Father, we can just come before a living God. Lord, we just bring our hearts to you, Lord, as we've prepared for this week, Lord, and just knowing the needs, the situations. We are a needy people, Lord. Lord, there's needs in this place here tonight, Lord. There's needs in families. There's needs in situations, Lord, that we can't handle. We don't know what to do with, but God, you know. Thou knowest, Lord, and we come to you tonight, Father, Lord, to a living God with a living word who can answer every need according to your riches and glory. Father, we commit this time to you, this weekend of meetings, Lord. We commit every service. We commit every soul. We commit every heart to you, Lord. May we just come with anticipation, Lord, not of man, but of a mighty God who can answer by fire. And Lord, may you come down and break every chain, Lord. Break every spirit that would try to hold your young people, Lord. Pour out, Father, I pray. God, that you can come down and touch every home and touch every life. Touch this church, Father, and the ministry, the, the people, Lord, every place, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. We're so thankful, Father, to be able to step into this place, Lord, and know that you've called us by your grace. And we can say thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for covering us by your blood, Lord, and washing us and cleansing us and setting us free, Father. We just praise you, God. We just want to say thank you, Lord, and glorify your name, Lord, and we praise you tonight, Father. We commit this service into your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Amen. I know we could probably all quote this by heart. Amen. And um, I just bring you greetings from our home church. Amen. Take a minute to get myself together here. Just wonderful when he comes by. Amen. And that's what we need. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't care anything about a gathering. It's wonderful, I guess, you know, no doubt to see people you love and care for. But when you come to a church, you want a spiritual uh, meeting with God. Amen. We want him to come and be first place in every part. And Amen. We're just asking God to do that tonight and through the weekend. Amen. Amen. And I do bring you greetings uh, since I've been here in uh, 2014. We built a new assembly. And uh, by God's grace, we've got it completed. And uh, it's debt free. And we, we're sure appreciative of that. God poured out mercy, miracle after miracle for us. And we sure thank Him for that. Amen. So let's read our scripture here and we'll get right into the Word. I am grateful that my family was able to come with me and, and uh, that they're here with me tonight. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. I'll just read that again. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Just like to maybe start this I understand that it's been said that tonight's the first night of camp. Amen. So we're just going to go right into it. Uh, full blast. 
Amen. So I'd like to speak on the continuation of the book of Acts. Because I believe that's what is happening amongst us. I believe that's what is happening in our churches. I believe, you know, Brother Brown talked about, he said, when that, that vine put forth a branch, it wrote a book of Acts. And he said, if it ever puts forth another vine or another branch, it'll, put, it'll write another book of Acts behind it. And I'm here as a witness that I've seen God move just like he did there. We could read the scriptures of the book of Acts, and I can say, well, I can say he's the same today as he was yesterday. Brother Branham would use this through his ministry. His theme, he would say, was Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can talk about a God of yesterday, and yes, he is a God of yesterday. And we can talk about a God of tomorrow, but we want to know a God of today. Of right now, in this moment that we're living in, for these meetings, for this time, we, we need a God of today to come on the scene. Amen. And, 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 you know, Jesus would say this. He'd say, search the scriptures. They testify of me. In them you think you have eternal life. He said, but they, are, they, they bear record of me. Amen. If I do not the works that I promised that I would do, then don't hear me. But if I do the works and you can believe, believe the works because they testify that I am who I say I am. Amen. And he said, search it. And so we can look through all the scriptures and we can see how through every verse in the Bible, it's a continuation of Jesus, uh, a prophecy of Jesus coming all the way through the Old Testament. We can, we can see it in the life of Abraham and we can see it in the life of Isaac. And we can see when God called Abraham, it could, the work continued in Isaac and it continued in Jacob. When God met Moses in the burning bush, it, not just, it didn't stop just with Moses, but it said, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you, Joshua. And that work continued. Amen. It was the work of Christ. It wasn't the work of man. It wasn't the work of a, a, a one-man show, so to speak, but it was the work of Jesus Christ moving through the people. Amen. And so it's what was it? It was the same power. It was the same God. Now, notice when Jesus, or even Brother Brandon would use the word in morphe when he would change his mask, it does not diminish power. It's the same power. If it's the same God, it's the same power. Amen. If he healed 50 years ago, he heals today. If he saved 50 years ago, he saves today. He's the same God, so he has the same power. There's nothing too hard for him. That we, can have, we can say the same thing today. There's nothing too hard for our God. There's no case too hard. There's no sickness too strong. There's no devil too hard or too great that this God can't come on the scene and move in a mighty way. Amen. And I'm looking for that God. I, I believe he's here amongst his people because he said we're two or three are gathered in my name there I'll be. Amen. So it's his promise. It's his word. And I believe him. And I believe he's the same God today. Amen. And so he's a principal theme of the entire Bible. It's the life of Christ all the way through proving his word to every age. Amen. It was in the five comings of Elijah. We can look all the way through the scriptures and we can see it was a ministry of Christ. It was a spirit of Christ through Elijah and on through Elisha and on through John the Baptist on to our day and William Branham and carrying on. It is the life of Jesus Christ. It is the continuation. Amen. amen. And as I said, it didn't get less or amen. It didn't get, uh, uh, you know, less. It got greater. Amen. amen. Elisha would grab the mantle and he said, where is the God of Elijah? Amen. Give me a double portion. Amen. Maybe you've had a touch of God, but maybe this weekend you'll say, give me some more, Lord. I need more of you, Father. I, I want to go deeper into the things of God. 
Amen. Amen. It was a greater outpouring. Satan, you know, through the dark ages, as we would look, the work of God has always continued. It went to the book of Acts and down through the apostles and all the way. And now to the dark ages it goes. And Satan tried to kill it. He tried to stop it. He tried to put it out. He tried to burn it out. He tried to torch it out. He tried to torture it out. He tried to do everything to stop the work of God. But he has not had success yet, nor will he ever have success. But this bride will continue on all the way to the body change. Amen. He will, he will never, Satan will never be victorious. He will never stop the work of God. But it will continue. Hallelujah. He's proven in each. He's the same today as he was yesterday. Hallelujah. He's the same God for you as he was yesterday. Young people, he's the same God for you as he was for your father or for your mother. Hallelujah. He's the same God. Showing in every type of the scriptures that God's word will not be stopped. Amen. It will continue. Satan can try to put every roadblock. He can rise up every critic he wants to rise up. But God's word will continue. It will have a person that will say, I believe you. It will have somebody say, that's nothing but the truth. Amen. It will continue. It's showing in every type of the scriptures. It will not stop. It's the same thing God has done in the days of that book of Acts. He's doing it over again in the believers of today. He's a principal theme of the entire Bible. If you miss him, go back and read it again. He's there. Amen. You say, well, this was, yeah, that was for another age, brother. No, he's the same God today. Amen. Now, we know the, the quote, but we'll read it in the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, remember this, Christ in the true church. How I many is the true church? Is a continuation of the book of Acts. Amen. Now, we're not, I understand in the book of Acts, there's a lot of fuss and a lot of fight and a lot of things. That's not what we're continuing. We're continuing the acts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The works of the Holy Spirit. Well, you saw the God come on the scene and heal palsy or heal the blind or do something or God save the lost. God fill with the Holy Ghost. That's the what we're continuing. Amen. He said, but it would come. He said, the book of Revelation shows how that Antichrist spirit would come into the church and try to defile it and make it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, the attempted destruction. Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. It's an attempted destruction, but it's not a successful destruction. The, t uh, the, the attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. And we've seen that in our generation. Amen. And right down to the time he's cast in the lake of fire, he fights that he can't stand it. But he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and who, what she stands for, that she can do the greater works. You can do the greater works. The works that I do, you shall do also even greater. Because there's no more one body, Christ, walking on the shores of Galilee. It's his body of the bride of Jesus Christ all over the world. Yeah. It's not greater in the sense, Brother Redden was saying, it's something more uh, extraordinary. But it's more. Because it's more of you. 
Listen, if the devil would have knew what it was going on when they pierced his side, he would have never let that happen. Amen. Because when that body was pierced, out came the blood and the water and the spirit, amen, to make another body. And it continued right into the book of Acts. And, and it was more miracles and more signs and more wonders. And he's put forth another branch in our generation. And it's the same God with the same vindication and the same power. Hallelujah. It's the same church working today. Amen. There's Paul's here today. There's Peter's. There's John's. There's people that'll stand when all hell is against them. There's young people that'll stand when all hell is against them. So it's the same power. It's the same Christ. She can do the greater works. He says, she will be an invincible army. In other words, one that cannot be defeated. (laughs) Amen. If they can get the true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church and by God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless. I'm here to declare there's a people here that he is powerless before. Amen. He said he will be as definitely thwarted or defeated today as when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. He said in the deity of Jesus Christ, he said it's the same power, it's the same Christ. It's the same power that spoke the world into existence. It's in those people that's got the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> same power. That word went forth and it said, let there be light. And as far as I know, I hadn't seen it maybe in a day or two, but there's a sun up there. There's still light there. You have to come south, you'll see the sun, but it's there, I promise you. I was flying and I seen it. The sun's there. It is it was spoken however millions of years ago, whatever, you can't even count the time maybe, but it was spoken, the word said, let there be light, and that light came forth, Amen. began to burn as a balling fire, and it's still there today. Amen. Why? Because of the spoken word of God. Amen. There's stars that are put in their place, and he said he knows every name of every one of them, and they're placed in certain places that'll blow your mind how they're placed. It's incredible if you study it, and you see how God did all of that. It's, it's, it, you, your human mind can't comprehend it. And God put them all there. And what did? His word put them there. What put you where you're at today? His word put you here. Hallelujah. I didn't do it. He did it. He spoke you into existence. Brother Branham said, you're the literal spoken word bride of Jesus Christ. So if the word is still holding the sun in its place for however many years, and the moon in its place, the earth is still spinning, far as I know, all these things are going on. Why? By the spoken word of God. And Satan said, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to take this one down. You can't do nothing. There's a word that is holding me. It was a word that took him to the cross. It was a word that held him there. Amen. 
He says, men and women, it's time you found out who you are. The devil trying to hide you back till you're some little trotting down something. You're nobody. Nobody cares. Brother Joel Forney, one of my friends, tonight, if you notice, I didn't wear a coat. It's because I forgot it. <laughs> Over 40. That's what I'm blaming it on. Sometimers. Amen. But he said, you know, he told me years ago, he said, you can't fight or preach in a coat anyhow. So I don't ever hardly wear one when I get up here, I take it off. But he said, you, you, he coins a phrase, you know, he says, you're in your wowsy, wowsy woos. Depressed and down, want everybody to know. Because <laughs> the devil's telling you you're some little trodden down something. You're nobody. The words here declaring you're somebody. Amen. Whose report are you going to believe? Amen. You're sons and daughters of God. Amen. The deity is not in heaven. The deity is in you. He said, I know you think I'm crazy, but let me just tell you something, brother. When you realize that almighty God lives in you. Boo devil. Almighty God lives in you. My life, I give you my life. Zoe, the life of God is now in the human being again. <laughs> Hallelujah. The same power that hung Christ, the, the power of Christ that was hung on the Calvary's cross. The same God that raised him up on the day of resurrection is in you now that's got the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I don't have it. Get it. It's for you. Amen. Amen. He said, listen, when on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, the life was given to the church. And that church went right out and produced. They wrote behind that church a book of Acts of what it did because it was Christ in the church, the apostles. Jesus said in St. John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now the vine does not bear forth fruit, the branch bears forth fruit. But it's energized by the vine. The life comes through the vine. So the branch is not given fruit of its own, it's given fruit of the vine. Amen. Amen. So with that limb, first one come out of that tree, produce the book of Acts. If it ever puts out another limb, it'll be the same life. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, well, you know, you say, well, you know, if God be God, where are the miracles? I say, if you be a believer, where you been? There's miracles all around us. <laughs> you care if I share a few with you? Yes. Amen. Let's talk about this book of Acts. We can read about, uh, uh, you know, in one chapter, you can read just a uh, palsy girl, a girl of being delivered a palsy, a blind man, one raised from the dead, in one chapter. But, uh, you know, a chapter may have been a span of time. We don't know exactly all, maybe been weeks, months, years. We don't, it's, you know, the book of Acts was many years, no doubt. But people think nothing's going on. But th things are happening all around us. All around us. Open you. You know, when say, God opened my eyes. You know, I was in Guyana. First time I was overseas ministering. I went as a young boy with my father but for, in, into Africa. But first time I went as a minister was Brother Danny Steeman and Brother uh, Jackie Benton. 
excuse me, and uh, we, we was going in, in, into the jungle there, and so we went up this little river on, in a boat, about a 45-minute hour ride up the river, and we stayed in this little house with his brother, and we'd walk, I don't know, maybe a half a mile or so to the church, every service, and a little beaten pathway, and we're coming back one night, it's a moonlit night, and, um, <clears throat> and I was... I was in the lead, and we took, took our flashlights, put them in our pockets because it was full moon and just enjoying the sounds of the jungle and things. And all of a sudden, I, we were walking single file because it's just a little, looked like a, like a, a trail. Uh, it had been wore out by cows or something, but just people had been walking so much it wore a trail out. So we knew the way had been several nights there, and so I'm walking down that trail, and I feel a hand hit me right there, right here in the chest. Boom. And I stopped. And I look around, Brother Danny bumps up behind me and he said, what's wrong, buddy? And I said, I don't know. I said, something just touched me in the chest like a hand and stopped me. And so we dug in our pockets, got our flashlight, and there was their most poisonous snake laying right there in the path. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows where you're at. Amen. Hallelujah. And then on the same, on the same trip, we, was, we flew about an hour into the jungle. I mean, just nothing but just jungle. Land on this little dirt strip, go down into a boat, go down the river. That was their highway, was a river. And so we'd go in and out with the tide, and they'd put us in the church. There was a little open-air building built on the edge of the river, and we'd sleep, we'd eat, we'd do everything right there and have church. Poor people, it was like going back 200 years. And so I, I, I the, the brother Basil, the, the brother there taking us back there, he said, I, I, I want to go to this group. It's about a, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 hour boat ride up the river. He said, I hadn't been in there in a long time. And he said, I just have it on my heart to go. He said, but I haven't been able to get communication to them. And he said, I don't know if they'll even be there because they would travel around and hunt. And uh, see, the, the message got up there. You know how the, the message got up there? Brother Basil was a commercial fisherman, and he, he was out in the ocean fishing. And he got, some pirates got after him, chased him up this river, and he hid out. And while he was there, he met people and began to share the word of God. <laughs> Dumb old devil. <laughs> and, and so we go, he said, he said, you pray about it, brothers, and if you feel to go, we'll go. So we prayed and we felt to go. So we took this eight, 10 hour journey up there and it started out in the middle of the night about two o'clock because you had to catch the tide going in. And so we took off up the river and got about daylight and it's heating up in the jungle there. And we just pulled off the river <coughs> into this little tributary. You wouldn't even know it was there because of the thickness of the canopy. And out of, out, of the, out of the woods steps this white haired Indian. I mean, he's old. I mean, they don't even know how old he is. He's old. White-haired Indian, he's got this stick, and he's screaming to the top of his lungs. I'm thinking, what is going on? And man, I'm looking around for clues, you know, because I can't understand what they're saying. And, and he's screaming, and he's just shouting. And this other man beside him, he's shouting. And Brother Basil, I look at him, and he's got tears coming down his eyes. I said, well, something good's going on. <laughs> he turned, and he said, this is the chief of that tribe of Indians. He said he, he, was, he was in his sleep and he said the angel of the Lord come to him and said go to the mouth of the creek. I got three white men bringing fire. He said he'd been here since early morning waiting on us. He's still the same God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you tonight go to camp. There's a God that'll meet you there. 
come here tonight, there's a God that'll meet you here. He's the same God with the same signs and the same wonders. As I was here some, I guess, four years ago, I just had the accident with my daughter and had that terrible accident. And God come on the scene. Brother and sister, I seen in just a moment a little girl that was laying up against a steel pole, not completely out, head swollen out. And she's and I roll her over into her back and I see, I see her eyes that are crossed like that. And we're, we're just out there enjoying a little time with the family and some young people from church. And I, I just say this simple prayer. I say, God, we're just out here enjoying the time. I, I remember when a prophet of God was out fishing and a man was bit by a snake. And he said, he knowed you. He knew you was there. I said, I know you're here too. Because you're the same God. And I'm asking you to touch Adriana. Will you uncross these eyes, Lord? And I've seen eyes that was like that become straight. Her first words were to me, Daddy, I, I can't see you. And I thought, God, may you, I've just seen you uh, straighten her eyes. I've seen you do that now. Will you give her back her sight? Her next words were, Daddy, I see you now. He's the same God. <laughs> Amen. My father got the call of the accident. He said, may there not be one broke bone. She goes to the hospital and x-rays and CAT scans. And the doctor comes there and said, look, I thought your ankle was broke. I thought something was surely wrong. He said, but I can't even find a sign of a concussion. There's no broke bones. He's the same God. Amen. On my way home from that, or way to the hospital, following the ambulance, I'm crying out to God because now I've seen the cross eyes come straight. I've seen God give back sight. I've seen God restore her mind because she was had amnesia from the accident. I've seen God do all those things. I had my, well, I don't know what I was doing. I was supposed to be driving, but I was praising God. Amen. Out of my mouth, I heard myself say, as you've seen in the natural, you'll also see in the supernatural. I gave the testimony that Sunday night. The next Wednesday night was a brother who had been away from God. Lost, backslid, amen, didn't even want to darken the doors. But that night he said, you know what, family, if you'll wait on me, I'll go with you to church. He came to church and he gave his heart to God. And now four or five years later, he's still serving God. Amen. He's the same God for your family. He's the same God for your children. May they've been knocked by a blow of Satan and they're having amnesia and they forgot who they are. Just cry out to Jesus. Say, God, I know you're still God. You're still the same today as you was yesterday. Hallelujah. My little nephew, Jude Oglesby, was born with a kidney. Doctor said was functioning 8%. My sister was in the nursery with him, and she said, all of a sudden, he hit her, go up and have him be prayed for. Said she couldn't hardly, she just about tore the door off, come out, run down there and said, here, dad, pray for my little boy. He prayed for him, went to the doctor the next morning. Next morning, his diaper was wet. Went to the doctor. He said, there's nothing wrong with his kidneys. It's 100%. <laughs> Amen. Some years ago, two or three years ago, my mother woke up with a hurting in her back of her neck. She thought she'd pulled something in her neck during the night. 
Amen. We, we was building a church at that time. So my father and I went to, a, uh, to get some supplies and we came back and she wasn't no better. He called me. He said, I've looked into her eyes. Something serious. I'm taking her to the hospital. Just a moment. It got serious. Had a brain bleed in the back of her brain. She'd lost now. By evening time, she'd lost her peripheral vision. Real weak. They'd done a CAT scan on her at the local hospital. Said, we need to send her on to Shreveport. Done that. Got her to Shreveport in the ICU. Family gathered there. Me and my dad and my wife. I know my wife wasn't there. I don't believe she was with the children. But me and my, my, my sisters and my dad and maybe some of their spouses was in the waiting room. Doctors were talking surgery. They was talking all kinds of things. Going and putting springs in their blood vessels in her brain and doing all kinds of stuff. Said she'll probably never regain her vision. My dad, as we was, he said, listen, children. He said, we're children of faith. The doctors can only do what they can do, but we know a, a different doctor. And all of a sudden, he just began to speak. And he said, she'll be in the ICU room, to, ICU room tonight. Tomorrow night, she'll be in a step-down room. The next night, she'll be home. It happened exactly that way. It happened exactly that way. Amen. Doctors were astounded, but she goes home. Her vision is still bad and she's weak. She's having to be helped to wear to the bathroom or whatever, whatever she needed to do. And, and she just kind of got depressed about it and was down. And, and, and she just, you know, I just tore up sitting on the side of her bed. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God fell in the room. She just throwed up her hands and began to worship God. Begin to praise him and thank him for sparing her life and, and giving her another moment. Well, there happened to be a little boy that was sitting in the floor, right out there in the middle of the floor. His name is Drew Dexter. He had never walked. He had never crawled. He had been seen some months before by Brother Ron Spencer in a vision walking, but he had been 18 months old, never took a step, never crawled. The doctor said his hip was underdeveloped, but he is sitting in the middle of the floor play, playing with something, and she began to praise God. And the Spirit of God fell in that place and began to fill that room. And out of the middle of the floor, that little boy jumped to his feet. He began to walk all through the house, all over the place. Why? Because the Spirit of God came in the room. <laughs> Just one moment in his presence. That's all it takes. I challenge you this weekend, look away from your problems. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That very next week, we had Brother Wayne Lawson that was coming and, and, and to finish the story. My mom was just in a few days, her vision came back. She's 100% well today. Amen. And I'll finish it like this. It was the next week we had Brother Wayne Lawson. He had done a lot of dirt work for us. He's a wonderful evangelist, but he's also a wonderful dozer operator. It's incredible. I thought I knew how to run a dozer, but I have no clue. He can just make it just so smooth and nice in just a few moments. And, and so he'd come, he'd, he'd offered to do it for our building, saved us thousands of dollars. And, and so he'd come to help us do some more dirt work. And it happened to be, you know, Monday and Tuesday. He got in Monday and we worked all day Tuesday. And then Wednesday we thought we were going to be finished by morning. And the dirt man quit us and he had another job he said he needed to finish. Now listen, it hadn't rained for two months. I know you don't know what that's about. But it ain't rained. <laughs> 
for two months before then. They're talking about a week span. And then after he left, it didn't rain for another two months. But they're calling for rain this week. And I'm saying, God, why? I'm trying to get this dirt work done. You know, I'm thinking humanly speaking. And so it's, you see the cloud bank coming and they're telling us it's going to four or five inches crazy rain and storms. And, and we don't get the light rain. We get a deluge. And so it's coming, it's coming. And finally the dirt man came back and he dumps the last pile of dirt. And Brother Wayne pushes it over and he goes, Whoa. I get in the truck and it's about five o'clock in the evening. Church starts at seven. Brother Wayne's preaching. I said, Brother Wayne, I'm sorry. I'm, I just, uh, I had no words. I know he's trying to get this done, but I had no clue. It'd be five o'clock. I'm just pouring my heart out to him. He looked at me and said, hey, it's all right. I said, why are you so calm? You're the one has got to preach. He said, well, about two o'clock this afternoon, he said, the Lord come on the dozer and said, I'm going to do something significant tonight. So I hadn't worried about it. I said, about 201, you could have told me. That would have been wonderful. He said, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't even think about it. So he go, we go to church and, and my mom is still dealing with this vision problem and strength problem. And, and so my, my father just that week said, we're going to have a deliverance service this week. He just had it in his heart. So Brother Wayne gets through preaching. And he, and he preaching uh, on the year of Jubilee. <laughs> Wonderful deliverance service. And so my father comes up at the end. He said, now I want you to come up here. You have a need. I want you to come down this middle aisle. We're going to have prayer for you. I'm here to tell you, the days of prayer lines ain't over with. Amen. Amen. God still moves. And he told my mom, he said, look, I know you don't have strength to sit in the service. He said, you sit in my office at the right time. I'll bring you out. They brought people in cots. You just come. And Brother Brandon's meeting, they brought them however. He said, you just come. And at the right moment, I'll bring you out. And so we had the prayer line started. And about the time Dad felt the moment was right, he went into the office, brought my mom out. They prayed for her, and the Spirit of God fell on her. And for another two and a half, three hours, she stood over there on the side with her hands in the air, praising God. Just a few moments, couldn't even hardly walk to the prayer line. Her vision was restored. <clears throat> there was this little girl, about 16 years old or so. She comes walking down the aisle and she said, Brother, Brother Wayne, Brother Tim, said, I, I got a need. She said, my brother's lost and he's out. He's at home or maybe, I don't know where he's at, maybe at home. And he said, she just, he, he was raising our church and he's gone. And he said, I, his life is gone. He's given himself to the devil. And I, but I want my brother. I'm here to stand for my brother. And not just for my brother, but for my mom and dad. We can just be a family that loves each other. We can pull together. Amen. So they laid hands on that little girl and prayed for that little boy. Well, that boy was about 18, 19 years old. He's laying in bed. His eyes pop open. It's about 1030 at night. We went there after midnight that night. Wonderful service. He's laying in bed. Eyes pop open. I ain't heard nobody come in. Gets up, goes knock on his mom and dad's room. They ain't there. Sister ain't there. Well, you know what he said? I missed the rapture. <laughs> Fear gripped him. He jumped in his truck. He went across the town to another brother's house. He went home. Went over to another brother's house. He wasn't home. He said, ain't no one place to go. That's to that church. He takes off like a scalded dog. Now, it's raining, remember? 
And he takes off down to this little cow trail that our church was on. And he runs off the ditch. He tears down about 100 foot of post. Tears the transmission out from under his truck. He's in desperation. I got to find somebody. There's a brother at the church with his baby because it's late. He's out on the south side and he's holding the baby. He sees this car going. This boy falls out in his pajamas. I got to get right with God. I got to get right with God. In 15 minutes of that little girl's prayer, that her, her, her brother was walking in the back door. In just a few moments, her whole family was down at the altar with their arms around each other. And that boy is still serving God today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if God will do it for that family, will he not do it for you? Hallelujah. That will be a hard cry. Go to my boy. Go to my girl, God. Go to my husband. Go to my wife. Mercy. Maybe you've seen the testimony of Mariah Pruitt. I ain't even. We're talking about the book of Acts of today. Mariah Pruitt, doctors, she started losing her hair. Just started coming out in gobs. Till, till she became a, pretty much a bald person. Doctors said it was an autoimmune disease that was attacking her body called alopecia. Whatever fancy name you can come up with tonight is just nothing but another name for a devil. Another autoimmune disease, Brother David Dexter. I was just reminded of this the other day. Brother in our church was diagnosed with HLA-B27. Does anybody know what that is? I do. It's a devil. (laughs) And today I'm here to declare it's a defeated devil. (laughs) It's an autoimmune disease. Another one attacked his eyeballs and was putting out his sight. And in a prayer line in a youth camp down in Louisiana, God healed him. It was in this service, particular service of Sister Mariah. My father had dealt on the woman's glory being her hair. And he said he's about to leave the pulpit. And he says, now, I have dealt with the promises of God. And I know there's a God here to back up the promise. Come here, Sister Mariah. I preach the glory of the woman. And you have been attacked by that devil. And we as a church are going to stand against that thing. Hey man, one morning she got up. She had been depressed from her situation. You know, she's a young girl. You can imagine the, the hurt and the things and the, you know, being around people. Didn't want to do all that. Depressed. And she gets up and her mama was playing a tape in the hall. And Brother Branham began to sing, I can, I will, I do believe. It struck her heart and she pinned that down and she nailed it to her wall. And every day she said, I can, I will, I do believe. Oh, it's a horrible time, Brother Timothy. I can, I will, I do believe. Amen. She'd come to the youth camp. Sorry if I get a little emotional. She's my niece. I was standing in the prayer line there at youth camp. She come walking up to me. She pulls out of her little pocket a little hair pin. 
She said, I'm here to wear this. Reminded me of that man, Brother Branham talked about that brought that box of shoes. You know, club feet, you know. And they said, who's that? Whose shoes is that? Did your father's? He said, nope, I'm going to wear them. That's the way to do it. He said after the meeting, he was running all the way around, shouting and praising God with them shoes on. Amen. Why? He said, God won't turn me down. This little girl said, I want to wear this. This was youth camp. About middle of May. That was in the first of April, about middle of May. She comes to me with this big old smile and she throws her hat off. She said, look, Uncle Timothy, look at my hair. She was bald as she could be. Look at my hair. I said, yes, sister, you got some beautiful hair. Hey, man, you got the most glorious hair I've ever seen. That's exactly right. You keep that confession. Look at my hair. She put her cap back on. And in June at our family camp, Brother Ron calls her up to the front. We even said she'd had a cap on her whole time. We didn't realize what was going on. But that morning, she had pulled her cap off and her hair. Her dad testified it was like a flower blooming. It just within a couple of weeks went, Phew. Wow, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's just one church. Here's another church, Jason Jackson's church. Brother Jason, he said a baby girl was born with a hole in her heart, healed. Went back to the doctor. Amen. They said, well, when the doctor looked at it and done all the examination, he said, what hole? There ain't no hole. There's no evidence there even was a hole. It's gone. A man has healed a back trouble, nine surgeries on 2,000 milligrams of Oxycontin a day, healed. A mass in a sister's lung, gone, healed. A little boy's feet turning in so bad, he fell all the time just walking. Brother Jason prayed and felt the Lord move, told the sister, he's going to be well. Went to McDonald's after service. He said, I believe what you said. He's going to be fine. She took his shoes off and right there, they were perfectly healed. A sister born with one leg shorter than the other, healed. The doctor told his sister she had endometriosis and was going into surgery. As some, some come up for prayer the next day when the doctor went in for surgery, it was completely gone. He said, I want one up to date. Well, just this week at that church, there was a man that's 80-something years old, had a stroke. Doctor says he'll never move his leg. I can show you a video right now of him beginning to lift his leg. The doctor said it as though you spoke it into existence. That's nothing but the truth. We have the power of the spoken word. It's in the bride of Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that's another church. Not third church. I just took a few. Brother Ron, Brother Andrew Spencer, the dead's been raised. Man fell over dead right there in the audience as they was preaching. Brother Ron went down and prayed for him. He says, how you doing, Brother Ron? Come right back to life. Hey, man, tumors left. Next day, the doctors couldn't find them. Families have been restored, filled with the Holy Ghost. People who said they would never come to a message church repented and baptized and now serving God with all their heart. <laughs> Sarkadosis defeated in Sister Connie. 
Brother Danny Steeman's church, a barren womb of 21 years of marriage given life. Woo, glory. A surgery to be performed on the neck, healed three days before the surgery. A family presently being restored, he says, as I speak, after years of a backslidden condition. Praise God. The pillar of fire visibly coming down between Brother Ron and Sister Diane Steeman and her being totally healed. That happened in our family camp. Brother Jonathan Martin, a friend of mine, he was in North Carolina. He's a pastor now, but he was an evangelist at this time. He was preaching at a church, and um, he preached that morning on a living God. And him and his children run around, you know, they stopped at a store as they were leaving, going out, going on to the next place, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. They stopped at a store, so he got his little children out. So he was uh, probably, right now their age is 13 and on down. And so it was, this boy was probably around seven or eight years old, I would assume. <laughs> His boy Nathaniel, as they're running around, he jumps through some bushes and his leg went down in a hole. Brother, Brother Jonathan said, he, heard, he said, I heard the snap. He said, he immediately began screaming to the top of his lungs. He said, I pulled his leg up or his pants up and his leg was awkward and a huge knot. He said, Brother Jonathan just turned sick to his stomach. Thoughts, oh yeah, he had thoughts away from home, hospital bills, all kinds of things going through his mind. He said, but all of a sudden, there's another thought that began to move. He said, it's a perfect time, a perfect opportunity for a miracle. <laughs> Woo, yes, sir, it's a perfect opportunity. This service is a perfect opportunity. Amen, it's a perfect time for God to move. He said he gathered his children to begin to pray. Nothing happened immediately, but they began taking him to the hospital. So his wife was holding him up front there, and he's just screaming to the top of his lungs. He said all of a sudden he just stopped. And he sat up and he said, Can I get in the back with the rest of them? He said he pulled his pant legs up, and his leg was just as straight and normal as it ever was, and it never even bruised. A sister healed with a lump on her breast. She rebuked it and it was gone. Healed. Amen. Another brother had a cyst on his face and while the preaching of the word was taking place, it left him gone, completely healed. A brother had a bawling radiator explode in his face. It wasn't a scar, never even burned him. Healed. A sister had varicose veins so bad, it was so intense pain when she walked, she couldn't hardly walk. Prayed for, healed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's the same God. He has the same signs. He has the same wonders. He does the same miracles. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the saving business. There's not a young person that's gone too far that his grace can't go to. There's not a family that's too destroyed that he can't restore. Hallelujah. He's the same God today as he was yesterday. That's just a few testimonies. Amen. God's still moving. 
We can see it and we can read about it in the book of Revelations. It was the seven spirits of God. It was the same God moving down through every generation. A continuation all the way down to our time and our moment. Amen. Amen. God hasn't got to 2018 and like, whoa, what has happened? It is, it is horrible. I can't believe how bad those schools are. I can't believe how bad times are today. I can't believe all the spirits has been released. He knew about it all. Oh, Jesus, he knew about it all. He knows about your struggles. Amen. I was preaching in Poland one time and I just felt the anointing of God come on a certain subject. And I said, you, you know, you, you, sister, you've been going through a, a, a change of the body, the change of times in your body. I said, you're not losing your mind. That's just the devil telling you that. But Christ is here to restore you. And the Holy Spirit fell upon her and she went home a normal person. He's the same God today. He said, well, I'm depressed. He's still God. I'm, I'm having issues. He's still God. Brother Timothy, I'm so nervous and then tore up and ends. He's still God. It was one spirit anointing each age. It was the work of the same Holy Ghost all the way down through. He's the same God today. He isn't decreasing in power. He's, in, he's just gaining more and more greater works. More testimonies. Mercy, there's things happening all over this world. Incredible things. We don't even have time for it all tonight. He said, well, I'm sick. Brother Branham says this. He says, what if people would just tonight begin to think God is God? (laughs) Well, it's too simple. That's all it is. God is God. He was God when he spoke the sun into existence. He was God when the stars, are, he put them in their place. He was God when the moon was at a certain distance and the earth done as, he was God. He hasn't changed. He's still God. He said, oh, Brother Timothy, I feel like my solar system is all out of orbit. He's still God. The waves are crashing all around me. He's still God. Things are happening in my home. I don't know what to do with He's still God. And if he's still God, he's still a healer. If he's almighty God, he can do all things. If he made a promise, he can't break it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He has to keep it. So let that pulsation this whole week begin to pulsate. God is God. God is God. He's God for my children. He's God for my home. He's God for every situation. God is God. Something's going to take place. <coughs> you know, Paul, Brother Branham told the story of Paul Rader. Mercy, I done lost track of time. Paul Rader, you know, was sick with, they call it the backwater fever. Tell you what that is. It's a devil. Amen. You know, people come up with words this long. Just make it simple. It's a devil. And he's tormenting you. But there's a power to cast him out. 
So Paul Rader had this dream and he sent up to the mountains to cut a certain tree down and to bring it back to camp. So he goes and he finds the tree and he cuts it down and he, he begins to struggle with it. Brother Brown said he just put, tried to, he said he was a strong man. He usually carried this thing back to camp, but he was just so, just, you know, one of them old, I don't know, lumberjacks, tough people. They used to make them tough. We're not quite so tough anymore. <laughs> tough men. And he's struggling with them. He's struggling with them. He just can't get it. He's just, uh, just so weak and wore out. And he's falling, falling down. And gritter, gritter. <laughs> he said, all of a sudden, he heard the sweetest voice he ever heard. He said, Paul, what are you doing? He said, it was the boss. And he said, uh, I'm trying to get this tree back to camp. He said, well, will you look right over there? There's a river. If you just roll it right down this hill to that river, you can ride it back to camp. <laughs> See, the promise wasn't given for you to struggle with. The promise wasn't given for you to carry. The promise was given to carry you. are nothing to struggle with. If he said he was a healer, I believe he's a healer. If he said he was a deliverer, I believe he's a deliverer. If he said he was our satisfying portion, I believe he's our satisfying portion. And he's here to carry you all the way to the promise. Amen. Jump on that log. Paul said he rolled it right down. He said he looked around. He realized it was the real boss. He said he rolled it down. He jumped back on it. He began to say, I'm riding it. I'm riding it. I'm riding it. Hallelujah. It's time we quit confessing I'm defeated. I'm down. I'm the nobody. I'm riding the promises of God. I'm going through Jesus. I'm going through. going all the way. Amen. There's a people going all the way to a body change. That promise is not given to you to struggle with. That promise is given to you so it'll change your body. Amen. We see the promises being fulfilled. See, we're not in the time of receiving a promise. We're in the time of fulfilling the promise. That's where we're at. Promises are being fulfilled. <laughs> Amen. We're not typing out somebody to come. We're living the type that was already given. Amen. There's Abraham's, there's Isaac's, there's Jacob's, there's Lot's. <laughs> there's Elijah's, there's Elisha's, there's Rahab's, there's Ruth's. There's Esther's, there's David's. I've seen some wonderful men that I know are David's in this hour. I mean, bold. Take the promises of God and begin to whirl them around and run towards that Goliath. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A Goliath wasn't given to you to scare the liver out of you. Brother Brown talks about him coming in, the, in priestly robes to scare the liver out of you. You know why you was given a, a Goliath? So you could realize you're a David. Amen. And if I'm a David, I'm about to take his head off. Because I've been commissioned in this hour to overcome. Amen. I know there's two, there's two vines in every church age. I understand that. There's true and the false. I'm part of the truth. 
And the true is overcoming. The false is lukewarm, powerless, defiled. He's on the outside knocking, trying to get in. But he did say, to him that overcometh, I'll grant to sit in my throne. A throne is a sign of a love, a kingship. He's made us kings and priests. Hallelujah. We're in a time of fulfilling the word. He that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also. Amen. Then the head and the body are becoming one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There has been a uniting of the head and the body. We've seen the sign in the heaven of the cloud. It was a sign the head is here, but it's also signifying the body is on earth. Amen. 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 The body is here and the head has been, has been united. God in Christ and the bride are one. Oh my. Listen, when God, when God gives birth to a body and it's a, a living, breathing creature, he don't, you know, when a, a cat gives birth, what does it give birth to? A cat. Anybody ever seen a cat give birth to a dog? I hadn't. Cows, I've got cows. Every time I've seen them give birth, they give birth to cows. Calves, cows. Lions give birth to lions. Humans give birth to humans. I know that can be debated anymore. We've seen something this week. Like, what in the world are they? Wow. Got all kind of stuff all over them and stuff all in their ears. What are they? Somewhere deep down inside them is a human, I think. They just lost their identity somewhere. I remember when a human gives birth to a human. Everyone gives birth, it gives birth to a human. And when God gives birth, it gives birth to God. It is a continuation. You say, well, Brother Timothy, I'm just the skin on the bottom of his feet. Glory to God. You're part of the body. Wonderful. You made it. You say, well, I wanted to be, the, I wanted to be a finger. I, I, I wanted to be, so, you know. You can't always pick what you want to be. I didn't pick to be a preacher. Hated it. Didn't want it. Ran, I'll just be, I'm going to be an open book. I ran from it for a long time. <laughs> Would surrender and run again. Surrender and run again. I knew what the life of a preacher was. Uh, you know, Brother Donnie had preached some messages at our 2000 Labor Day meetings on the potter's wheel. And I was battling with this. And he comes to the end of it and he says, you know, he said, when God calls you to be a preacher, you know, <laughs> some of you probably even do now. I don't know. But I remember when I was a boy, you know, these boys or girls would like each other. They would write a little note. Do you love me? Check yes or no. <laughs> Slide it over to them, you know. God didn't do that to me. He didn't say, here, you want to be a preacher? Check yes or no. But Brother Donnie said, he don't give you that opportunity. He places a gift in your life. You may fight it. You may not want it. You may run away from it, but it's there. And then he don't come along and say, check, do you want to be a pastor, evangelist, teacher, preacher, whatever. He don't give you all those choices. He places a gift in your life. And he places gifts in a body. But it's all part of his body. 
Now there's parts of the body that's not seen and there's parts that are seen. There's preachers that are seen, there's song leaders that are seen, there's musicians. You know, if I had a wish and if I could have checked the box, I'd have been the greatest piano player you ever did see. <laughs> That's just a desire. But God didn't give me that gift. I, my brother-in-law, he can't hardly sing, he's probably streaming, bless his heart. <laughs> but he can't hardly sing a lick. <laughs> I mean, he can't. I won't say which one. But he said if he could, he'd get up and he'd grab the microphone and say, you prepare to be blessed. (laughs) Amen. God knows who to give gifts to. Amen. So there's parts of the body that you don't see. There's working parts in here. How many many seen your heart? Our liver or things you don't even think of. Your brain. People forgot they had a brain a long time ago, some of them. God help me. You got things you don't ever do. You're not sitting here tonight. Come on, heart. Beat. Breathe, lungs. Breathe. No, they're just doing what they're called to do. Amen. Amen. Fingers, you know. Somebody that can play a piano, these fingers are amazing. They they got, as we'd say, fingers of gold. I mean, they can tickle the ivories and make beautiful songs. And you're just like, oh. Wish I could do that. But they all take parts. It takes my legs to walk over there. It takes my mind to tell it. It takes my heart to give me the strength and my lungs and all kinds of stuff is working for me just to get over there. And it takes my fingers to start playing. It takes all of it. It takes everybody. You say, well, I'm just the skin on the bottom of his feet. Congratulations, you're part of the body of Christ. And he's seen in Revelation with one foot upon the land, one foot upon the sea. What was it showing? Dominion and power over everything. So if you happen to be the lowest of the lowest of the lowest, and you're just the skin on the bottom of his feet, when that foot goes down, every devil is under it. Every devil is under it. Diabetes is under you. High blood pressure is under you. Heart trouble is under you. Depression is under you. If you've been depressed, I would just go to glorifying God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. It is a continuation of the book of Acts. mercy. He was saying Christ the mystery. He said we have the answer to the devil's question. (laughs) I love it. We have the answer to the devil's question. Christ has risen and has paid the price and is raising up the body. The devil, that's reasons. That's the reason he's howling the way he is. His wickedness, his scheme has been uncovered by the risen, resurrected Christ and headship over his body. We got the devil's answer. It's not me that liveth, but Christ the word that liveth in me. It's not my idea. It's not my power. It's his power. It's his word. He promised it. He said it would be here, and, he, it's, and here it is. We've got the answer. 
Christ is risen and has paid the price for our redemption. What God in Christ manifested, he gave that flesh, that in the blood, and the blood might come to life and the flesh be redeemed. That God in this redeemed flesh, that God in this redeemed flesh could manifest his word for the day as he did in that day. Oh, hallelujah. Then, oh my, let me end on this. Then we stand justified in the presence of God. As a drop of ink dropping into the tub full of bleach, you'll never find the stain of that ink no more. Amen, Brother Tim, I could put people in a lineup today and you would never ever dream. You put them in a lineup and you would never pick them out as being drug heads. Never in a million years. You'd never thought it. Having drugs and beer and all kinds of things going on in their lives. Amen. Facing, facing jail time for attempted murder. <laughs> Woo. Serious situations. And today, deacons. We're talking about a powerful blood. You say, well, Brother Timothy, I'm unworthy. I have a lot of problems. I have a lot. Dip it in this blood. Let this blood cover you. Let this blood touch your life one time. It'll so rewrite your life to where you'll never be picked out again. The devil won't even know who you were. What? That, that used to be him. Totally changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. When a man is truly redeemed. Oh, let me go back. It's too good to skip. The drop of ink dropping in the tub full of bleach. You'll never find a stain of that ink no more. It went somewhere, but it'll never come back again. <laughs> and when a man is truly redeemed, that predestinated seed that sees it and accepts it, that his sins are demolished. They're gone. They've been separated. It's a drop in the ink of blood of Jesus Christ. And it'll never be remembered. God forgets it. And he stands as a son and daughter of God in the presence of God. Amen and amen. Now we are the sons of God. Not we will be. We are the sons of God. We have Satan's answer. God has vindicated him, God, himself. God has proved himself to his promise in this day. The headship is here. Christ, the risen Lord, is here in the same power of his resurrection that he ever was. There's the devil's answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that's the reason when this man said in here, Dropped dead the other day sitting here. We could say come back life. Because the Holy Spirit said so. 
He said, that's why I could do that to that little baby yonder in Mexico, been dead for about 15 hours, and a vision come and call it back to death, or call it back to life, and said, let the little baby live. And the baby that the doctor wrote a statement died at 9 o'clock that morning, and at 11 o'clock that night came back to life and is living today. What is it? He said, it's not them people, but it, the, but it is the headship, and the body has become one unit. The husband and wife are no longer twain. They're one. God and his church is one. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have the devil's answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's here tonight. Let's bow our heads. He's here tonight. Whatever your need is. I wouldn't leave here tonight without it being answered. He said, well, Brother Timothy, we got camp. Listen. Just today, the Lord just dealing with me in the room. He said, I want you to preach this camp like it's your last one. I don't know what he has planned. Like it's the last camp. I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to put no dates on nothing. I don't do that. But I believe we ought to serve God every day like it's the last one. Let's just put that in our hearts for a moment. How would we approach a meeting if we knew it was the last service? If we knew it was the last time? The last call. For a Gentile to be saved. I'm not trying to fear, put fear into your heart. But I'm just telling you the truth. It's coming to that moment. Yeah. It's coming to that moment. My dad makes a statement. He said, you know. Brother Tim, you preached. You say, you, Brother Tim, you preached the coming of the Lord a long time. And he said, yeah. I have. I think he's now been in 40, 48 years of ministry. Just past the anniversary date. Yeah, I've preached it a long time. And he's come for many. The Bible says life is but a vapor. There's no doubt. People that's not here that was just here a few months ago in just a moment. Things change. Whether it be sin took them out or their life gone. Let's be sincere before God. God is wanting to move among us so supernaturally. Say, Lord, open up my heart to receive you, Lord. Open up my heart, Father. I wonder how many tonight would just say, Brother Timothy, I want to just take another step towards him. I just want to take another step. Real sincerity. Yes, Lord. Uh, maybe you serve the Lord for a long time. Hey, take another step. Move closer. Draw closer to Him. Just play something softly, brother. All it takes is one moment. It took one moment in the presence of that pillar of fire. Changed Moses forever.
takes one moment in that pillar of fire to change your life forever. Oh, yes, he's here. Just let him sweep over. God, sweep over my soul. God, I want to be part of that body. Your body, Lord. Whatever part I got to play, whatever place, Lord, let me give everything I got. Withholding nothing from you, Lord, let me push with everything I've got. Some of you, maybe your families have been fragmented and you don't know how to handle a situation God knows. And He's still God. He's still God. He's here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just sing that, Brother Derek. There's power in the name of Jesus. I believe He's breaking chains. Just as the preaching of the word goes forth, he's breaking chains. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Is that what, Brother Timothy? We need a revival. Won't you let that revival start with you? God, just burning my heart, Lord. Every chain.
you just lay hands on one another right now. Just begin to cry out to God for your neighbor next to you. Say, Father, break chains. Break chains in our young people, Lord. Break chains that's coming against our families, Father. Flow through the body. Let the power of God flow through the body. Let healing flow through the body. Let deliverance flow through the body. Hallelujah. And we curse every devil that would try to hinder, would try to harm, would try to hold back. You loose the people of God and you let them go. Break every chain, God. Hallelujah. Through these weekend of meetings, Father, break every chain. Hallelujah. Return the backslider back to you, Father. The wayward sons and daughters, we call out their names, Father. Families that's been torn apart, we call out for healing to flow through the body. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May the Holy Ghost fall in our midst. May He cleanse us. May He wash us. Set us on fire for the things of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Now just raise your hands and praise Him for a moment. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you that you're not dead, but you're yet alive, moving our midst. The same God with the same power, with the same works, with the same wonders. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Father. We praise you, God. We lift your name. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like our God. We praise you tonight, Father. We thank you, Lord. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Let's all stand as an assembly now. Let's just commit these next days to the Lord Jesus. Let's just ask the Lord to come as he has this first service. And let it be a continuation of the book of Acts. Can we just pray together before we leave tonight and ask the Lord to water this. Bring testimonies. Bring fulfillment to his word. I don't believe it should just be the preacher inspired. I believe it ought to be all of us together praying, believing putting out requests. If there's something in your heart right now, this is a good time to say, Lord, I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a healing. I'm expecting a deliverance. I'm expecting you to move on this heart, in this life, in our cabin, in this certain situation, in this marriage, in our church, in this need, Lord. Can we just express it now before we go? Hallelujah. We are the work of the Holy Ghost today. Then just invite the Lord in that special way. He's already spoken. He's already moved now. We can just receive it. 
Hallelujah. Father, we're expecting you to do exceedingly, abundantly. You're putting into our hearts what to ask for, what to believe for. But your word said you would do exceedingly, abundantly above that, Lord. So you said to ask largely, ask abundantly. So we're asking you to fill each one of us, Lord, this weekend. Even now, Lord, as this service is moving, we realize time is moving. We do not promise tomorrow. We're promise tonight, Jesus. Pray the Holy Spirit would feel welcome to just move as you would feel, Lord, up and down the aisles in every life, in every situation. We're not asking for a little dip in the Holy Ghost. We're asking for there to be a mighty outpouring, a moving of God to break every chain, God. There's chains that need to be broken. There's lives that need to be moved upon. Move on me. Move on us. Start with me. Start with us, Lord Jesus. Let there be a killing out and a death to self, Lord Jesus. Let's sing this song as a prayer now together as an assembly. Sing it, brothers.
in your life or things on your heart that you just like to lift up to the Lord right now? How many would say, Lord, let me be a continuation of the book of Acts, flow through this need, this situation? Let's lay hands on one another. I just, the Holy Spirit's in this service. Let's just invite him now for healing, for deliverance. Brother Timothy had a long list of, uh, of testimonies. Why don't you just put your name there and say, speak to that situation. Say, God, let there be a moving of your word in our lives, in our church now as we dedicate ourselves. The work of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we have hands lifted up throughout this service right now. Just feeling the pulsation of the Holy Spirit. Just wanting to fulfill promises. Fulfill the word now. As it comes through the sisters, comes through the bodies. Hands are lifted up. We're laying hands on one another. We believe that Satan is powerless. And we believe the power is in the bride. To speak out now, Lord. Speak it out of our hearts now whatever's in our hearts, whatever's in our desires. We ask anything in your name, Lord. Would you move out across this audience, out throughout this camp services, throughout these camps meetings, throughout our families, individuals, Lord, that are in trouble, spiritual trouble. May you answer that cry. Bring that heart to repentance. We invite you to do miracles and healings. Right while they hear the word, let lives be changed. As we lay hands on one another, let the pulsation of light flow into that other person. May you move down inside of us, God, taking away all foolishness, all doubts and fears and questions. May Satan leave the people. May chains fall off of us. May we be set free into a realm of revelation and truth. May the dynamic move of your spirit pulsate through us even now, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Make me a testimony, Lord. Make this prayer request a testimony, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As they were gathered in the upper room, thanking you for what they were going to receive, you moved down upon those people, Lord. We want to thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your promises. It shall be. Hallelujah, Father, Lord. It's a continuation of the book of Acts, Lord. Oh of the Holy Spirit, acts of your promises, Lord. Act on our faith, Lord. Act on our faith, Jesus. Put faith in our hearts. Put desires within our hearts. Let us speak it out there, Lord Jesus, that you would have something to come behind. Activate our faith. Quicken our lives. Quicken our mortal bodies. Quicken this congregation, Lord Jesus. Quicken our mothers. Quicken our fathers. Visit the elderly, Lord Jesus. The children, the babies, Lord. 
We pray for every counselor, Lord. Even now, may the wisdom of God settle down and prepare them. Every camper, Lord, as we hold their names in our hands right now, Father, may the Spirit of God go before us and the supernatural element be very present, Lord, for your presence, for your nearness. Consecrate us now to your service, Lord. All the workers, all the kitchen help, Lord, all the staff, all the fathers, all the mothers. All the grandparents now as we move as a body, as we begin to move now, even tonight before we leave, Lord, I believe you've broken down chains, Lord. Satan has already been exposed. Hallelujah, Father. We want to stretch out our hands and stretch out our faith, God. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. We want to be sensitive to one another, Lord. We want to be sensitive, Lord. We want to be sensitive now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, God. Draw me nearer, draw me nearer, precious Lord. Draw me near. Draw me Congregation, all of us now. Oh, come sing. 